Hello everyone and welcome to this instalment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and, as always, I am joined by my good friend Burridge. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a Trebian day. Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? Uh, Trebian, eh... Uh, La France. <laughs> <laughs> In this episode, we will be looking at how companies are responding to the United States Supreme Court. New Burridge and Tom non-podcast content. Ooh. And Google is following in Val's footsteps. Yeah. We're also, uh, just as a little note here, uh, we're recording in a different way. Uh, so Prepare for you're scuffed. no longer... Yeah, it may be a little more scuffed than normal, or maybe it'll be less scuffed. Uh, but at the very least, you won't have Tom's microphone coming in and out of existence with internet connection and things like that anymore, because mm. he's recording from his end and I'm recording from mine and we're syncing together and... Whoever's it, uh, internet, uh, whoever's recording volume is the loudest will be loudest. We talk simultaneously. Yes, <laughs> that will be a true battle of the wills, not a power of the Discord. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be a lot easier to uh, edit the the audio properly. So hopefully, going forward, the production value will uh, be going up. We go but from we'll pod see. Crap to podcast. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Right. And no more accidental email sounds. Oh. <laughs> Hold oh, yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, phone's muted. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I do appreciate the physical switch to be able to tell. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> right. Yes. Okay. On to our topics. Let me preface. 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 Let me do the talky bit before we actually get into the thing. Um, this topic is very sensitive to some people who disagree with it. Personally, uh, if you disagree with what we're about to talk about, then uh, I don't want you listening to this podcast. Go away. Agreed. Right, okay, so, as I'm sure you've all probably heard by now, the Supreme Court of the United States of America has chosen to overturn its previous ruling on the on the case of Roe versus Wade, taking with it nearly 50 years of legal precedent. I do not agree with this decision in the slightest, and it seems at least one major player doesn't either. Surprisingly, Google are like the first major company out doing stuff to support women in this case. So, with a nearly 70% market share of mobile device OS globally, which is a lot, any Android device is, technically speaking, at least partially Google. Um, Google has taken the, the move to protect women who wish to make their own choices. So, Google is going to automatically delete the, loca the saved location data of uh, people who visit abortion clinics. This is not only to protect people who seek abortions, but people who go there for advice, people who work there, and people who go to support others. Which is very useful, um, <clears throat> given laws in places such as Texas, where it is not only illegal to seek an abortion in the United, uh, in the United States, in the state of Texas, but if you go over state borders and are found to have done that to have an abortion, you can be prosecuted. And doctors can be fined up to ten thousand US dollars because freedom. It's crazy. Guns oh, have more. Oh, rights actually, than this people. is perfect. This comes out on the fourth of July, the America's Freedom Day, when women have less freedom than ever. Well, I'm sure they had slightly less freedom previously, but in modern times, this is reducing people's freedom immensely. So, uh, this comes after Google has previously been criticised for showing fake abortion clinics in their research results. So, they were showing clinics run by organisations who seek to pressure women out of taking control of their own bodies. Which is a terrible thing to do. 
I would say I hope anyone who does this is ashamed, but they're so far up their own backsides they can taste the back of their eyeballs. So... <laughs> Um, the policy also applies to domestic violence shelters, addiction treatment facilities, and cosmetic surgery clinics. The last one kind of does looks a little odd from first glance, but it can make sense, sort of. I'm not entirely sure what case hiding that would be useful in, but to each their own. I, 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 I could assume possibly trans. Oh, true, possibly. I imagine because I know Texas didn't they release a law recently about banning uh, trans yes, kids yeah, effectively. Um, uh, if a parent aids a child in getting anything like hormone blockers or supporting a trans child in any way, they can be prosecuted for child abuse in Texas because Texas is a terrible, terrible state and can go all the way away. I'm not going to swear because I don't have a bleep button. If I had a bleep <laughs> button, I'd be just cussing like no nobody's mm, business right mm -hmm, now. Yeah. Um, also, Fitbit, which is owned by Google, um, has provided a software patch that allows users to delete their period tracking logs, as this can also be used in evidence in court to um, show that a person was pregnant and now no longer is. Um... The other major player in phone operating systems, Apple, already automatically obfuscates maps searches to a generic area after a week, which I didn't know about and is actually kind of interesting. Ah, so okay. in their like centrally held logs, when you search for a specific address, it then obfuscates it to like two or three postcodes size. And um, location data generated in the maps app is assigned to a randomly generated ID, which changes every time Apple Maps is opened. Wow, okay. Who'd have thought Apple leading the way in terms of their data location privacy and maps? That's I like... Mean... <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it. I mean, Apple definitely have been leading the way, I feel, in a lot of privacy areas recently as well. Um, you know, apps not tracking sort of tech, not technology, but apps not tracking settings and things like that. And yeah. really giving the user the choice of saying to an app, no, just don't bother, please. Just no, don't do this, you naughty boys. But yeah, I, I <laughs> this whole topic is just, an, yeah, it's just. We might have to do a bonus episode where we actually talk truly about how we feel and not just from a tech perspective. Yes. It, it's available just, on Patreon if we do it. Yeah, it's not to it's, monetize the situation, but it's just awful. Like, literally in America, guns have more rights than women and trans and gay people. And I it's just oh, I saw a tweet that was like, "Well, it's okay because now your pregnant twelve-year-old can get shot at without having to see a rainbow flag in their classroom." And it's just like that's the truest thing I've read on Twitter. Well, yeah, freedom. Ugh. That's what freedom looks like, apparently. Happy traitor day to all of the Americans out there. It's traitor day to us because we're British. You're, you're, you're allowed to be free as long as you conform to what we consider to be... Cis-het norms. Yeah. And are a white Christian man. Just, oh. At least according to certain <laughs> people. I'm not going to paint all Americans with the same brush. No, there are a lot there of are Americans. wonderful Americans yeah, out there. Absolutely. And there's a lot of them out there protesting. The moment it oh. was overturned, they were all 
out on the streets. Yeah. There's plenty of terrible people in all countries. I mean, you just have to look as far as the front bench of government over here in England to find some. (laughs) But that's a topic for bonus episode two, politics with our politics correspondent. Oh boy. Yeah, that's happening. Correspondent now. (laughs) (laughs) We're growing the Virgin Tom team. (laughs) Yeah. We're adopting Kieran. (laughs) If you want to know who Kieran is, he was talking in our latest stream at the time of recording. True. The forest. He was telling us. He was telling us about puppies and other things. Stuff. I can't remember. All I remember was the play in the forest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which we need to schedule more of. But anyway. Well, yeah. Next topic. Slightly less morose. Yes. We have been. We. How his ability to England is good today. It's great. We have begun branching out into making other content under the Virgin Tom umbrella. You may have already seen the uh, golf video we did on our other YouTube channel, which we are using to release non-podcast content, um, bonus content, anything like that. Um, that bonus. isn't Patreon only, of course, um, yes. which we're working on as well. I need to write the scripts. I've got plenty of time at the moment, yeah. so we 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 are working on it. Um, but yeah, so we released the golf video. We we've been discussing. Let, let's talk about what we've been discussing because we're going to London in September. So yeah, not we're going that to, far away now. We're going to do EGX. Um, might record the D and D game. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we're going to do a D and D game there. We might be doing a live stream on the thursday evening walking around canary wharf yep um what else was on the list uh we're doing the we're um, doing a touristy amazon stuff day yeah touristy stuff day and the same uh, day we'll be filming a piece at amazon fresh versus tesco get-go yeah which are both uh cashierless um completely till yes yep. systems completely really, which, yeah yeah we're gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about the differences between the two what technologies they might use differently and how they deal with certain things like think 25s and things tom's gonna be drinking it's gonna be good tom's gonna have a lot of drink (laughs) yep but um yeah i still didn't get to go and test that both times i've been in london in the past like two weeks so get go will be just as a raw experience whereas i've been to fresh before yeah, so that that would be good fun. We're both going to go to one each and then compare. I'm going to nip to a nearby park and find a nice bench and film and, uh, a, a camera piece. Yes. At least in theory. I've got to like, write out data sheets and a rough idea of what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll be structuring it somewhat. Tom's got writing to do. <sighs> yep. I've, I've been... I've been recording my uh, first, like, kind of op-ed video uh, about RuneScape. Um, is it a video I'm, essay at this point? It is a video essay at this point. <laughs> because uh, it's seven it, pages long. It, it's seven pages long and about 3,580-something words. I was going to say, I think I've handed in uni reports that are shorter than that. <laughs> yeah. I have, in fact, it, handed in if, uni reports that are shorter than that. If I sit there and write, Oh boy, can I write! Like I can do the same if I enjoy the topic. Exactly. Um, Hence, I did and... terribly this year academically because I did <laughs> all the topics. <laughs> I know how you feel on that one. Uh, I hate yeah. Programming. Oh, no, that's my favourite bit. Um, <clears throat> I thoroughly 
enjoyed writing the script though because while i was writing the script i was playing the game at the same time because mm. the game doesn't require 100 percent of my concentration so i had the game open on one screen and i was just occasionally clicking for fishing and woodcutting or whatever and then on the other screen i was typing up as i was going and it just made for a really enjoyable script writing experience as well i just need to get used to reading from the script but making it sound like it's me talking as well, rather than me just reading from a script, because, yeah. you know, when we talk about topics in this, you know, in this podcast, you know, I'm not just sat here reading a script verbatim, word for word. So it's more of a natural talking flow, whereas in this couple of bits I've recorded so far sound very much just like, and then I did this thing, and then I went, it, it, I need to sort of make it flow a little nicer, I feel. We ought to but, put one of our scripts out there at some point so people can actually see how we structure these things. Could be fun for a Patreon. Maybe, yeah. Like, oh, here, here's this week's um, podcast yeah. uh, here's list. This week's podcast script. Yeah. Or it's, it's more like a bullet point list of what we want to talk about. It's structured dance yeah. like better than the old ones were. Oh my god, the old ones were an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah, we've got, a, we've got a good template now. Yeah. It's I think we got a good with, structure going on as it's well. It's coming up with templates for future ideas that I still have to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Also, hopefully, coming up sometime this summer, I will be solo streaming The Last of Us and Uncharted on PS3. Never played either game, so that'll be fun. Provided I can get one of the PS3s I have working. I have five. I'm trying to build at least one working one. I will say, failing that, I could lend you my ps3 that i have sat on a shelf which i believe does fair, work i could probably just mug kieran for one of his true he's got it's like a bit two closer mm. but the option's there if not yeah i do have one you can have to borrow because i like having it on the shelf but i'm happy for you to borrow it if uh, I'll, I'll trade it for one of the it. knackered ones i've got if you just if it's just sitting on a shelf <laughs> well i like having no. it for if i ever want to use it as well i just don't have a use yeah. for it right now I'm, so. I'm just a disc i'm just a working disc drive away from getting it to behave properly so uh, I need okay. to remember which one of the five it is that I've got working. Because but... I think the one I've got is like the old chunky one as yeah, well. Yeah, these are all uh, the fat boy type mm. ones, I think they were called. But yeah, we're looking forward to releasing more content. Uh, definitely. Uh, we've got lots of ideas. Minecraft, maybe. Okay. Maybe do some Minecraft. To be fair, we could, me and you could do like a, um, a playthrough of a modded Minecraft. I could teach you modded oh, properly. Oh, boy. How long We're going to have to find time. I've got patience for that one. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I, played, uh, like... I played Bucket back in the day, I think it was. Oh, no, God, not Bucket. No, a... no, sorry, not Bucket. Uh, uh, feed Tack the it. Beast. Feed oh, the feed Beast. The beast. The, the OG Feed the Beast pack. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, got, I've got content. Uh, me and Jack made a company in it called Zentech. Zentech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great fun. I even like filmed an intro for it once upon a time and uh, used the um, the portal turrets that you could get in the game and used their song that they play in the Minecraft mod pack for uh, the, the intro music. Portal gun mods. Where yeah. You could get still alive and the other yeah. one gone on a disc. Oh, I oh, know. Throwback. Throwback, throwback. I don't think that but... mod's made anymore. No. Sadly. Actually, there's a pretty good mod, uh, mod pack out there called Vault Hunters. It's actually made by um, Iskal85 of the Hermitcraft server. Okay. Um, and we can run... It's like... 
you have to unlock mods as time goes on, but the main point of it is you build a portal and then you get vault crystals and you run vaults and like kill mobs, get treasure, fight bosses. It's oh. a, I love this series on it and I've been playing it a little bit, but I, all I've done is just run vaults. Like I've cheated in all the stuff, but I think it could be. <laughs> It could be interesting to like play through, but we'll have to like give it a bit of a play test before we decide to dedicate a series to anything. Yeah. Whereas yeah, we definitely. Know we, we know we can play the forest, so we're doing yeah. a series on that yeah, on we're Twitch. Doing that. We're doing that on Twitch, but we may do just YouTube stuff as well. Yeah. Um, we we have, have so many ideas. Yeah. Exactly. We, we need an ideas sheet. We do. We need to set like a spreadsheet up of ideas of what we're doing and when. Now that we've and... changed the format on audio, we're probably going to have to slightly restructure the Google Drive. Yeah, true. Because we but can put our yeah audio clips for each episode and I'll, all sorts. I'll get yeah. sorting that out once we're done. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, is that all for non? I believe content? so. I think we've covered all the basics for now, and uh, Patreon members will see stuff coming out at some point hopefully soonish um and obviously our london stuff will be coming soon maybe we'll do something in next uh, next saturday as well while we're in um taunton pride as yeah. well yeah could just record a little vlog or something while we're in taunton yeah because we're going to be in person so we might as well yep i'll get the uh, gimbal charged yeah okay right here's the surprising bit a, a lot of news about Google this week makes a change from Apple. <laughs> yeah. Normally, we talk about Apple uh, quite a bit. But this time around, it's Google. So, Google is following in Valve's footsteps, which is a good thing. In a time when we have to think more and more about our economic actions, and our environmental actions to a degree, it certainly makes sense to look towards device repair instead of replacement. And Google has just made that a whole lot easier. So, if you're a regular listener, you might remember that, uh, what was it, a month ago? Something like that? Valve so. made available through iFixit components for their Steam Deck. Good product, I have one. Um, you can now do the same for Google Pixel phones. So, they are all OEM parts, all original. Um, it covers all Pixel models from the 2 to the 6 Pro. So... That's good news, actually, because that means my Google Pixel 2 XL that I still have lying around and use as a sort of social media phone for Bluetail. And in fact, I think I'll be using that phone to live stream from Canary Wharf. It's not 5G, but we only need to live stream in like 720p. Mm. So, and that way I can still use my iPhone for like chat. Or the other way around, whichever. Um, yeah, I can get a genuine LG battery because LG manufactured the 2XL. Um, I can get it's a bearing in mind it's a phone that's been out for like six years. I had mine for five years. It's only twenty five pounds for the battery, which isn't terrible. Uh, genuine parts listed on iFixit store with a little genuine part icon in the product image and the suffix genuine after all the product information. So yeah, it's good that they're supporting. Good that right. they're supporting yeah. older stuff, yeah, and right to repair. It makes it's certainly different, especially from a large corporation. I mean, I think some of the absolute worst. Everyone always like craps on Apple and the smartphone manufacturers for being really anti right to repair, but there's one company out there that's worse than any. And do you know what that company is, Burge? Mm, I feel like I should. 
They make tractors. They're big and green. <laughs> it's John Deere. Oh. All their modern tractors, like, if anything in the computer system breaks, that's it. It's done. You have to send it back to John Deere for a ridiculously expensive repair. You wow. have no hope of fixing it. John Deere are, I think, the absolute worst. I think there's some other tractor companies that are, like, kind of bad, but John Deere is the worst. It's, like, there was... Someone was doing something in the field, and, like, they had the uh, the linkage to the implement they were using was completely computer-controlled. Computer crapped out. They're stuck. John Deere quoted them something like twenty to thirty thousand dollars to get the entire thing fixed. Jeez. Yeah, I mean tractors ain't cheap. You're talking like the start. What even is the starting price of a new tractor nowadays? Probably like seventy grand. Yeah, they're not cheap. But then, like, you look at it like a passenger bus that drives around the city all day every day they cost over a hundred thousand pounds a piece but that's they're built for longevity and and ruggedness it's not like a a, a dacia duster <laughs> which is designed to do three miles outside the forecourt and fall apart and that's why it's 10 grand uh <laughs> you know it's like they charge a lot for these things, and then, oh, it's broken. Yeah, you need to pay basically half the price again to get it fixed. Good luck, lads. It's nonsense. Speaking of spending a lot of money... Ah! ah good segue. <laughs> a fan has bought 40,000 US dollars worth of Nintendo stock for one singular reason. <laughs> I love this story so this much. This story is so great. It's <laughs> To be fair, it's the kind of thing if I had, like big money that I would probably do just for a laugh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So one disgruntled gamer based in Japan has purchased over 40,000 US dollars worth of Nintendo stock in order to meet the criteria to attend a stockholder meeting. The fan only had one question for the head of Nintendo. Have they considered relaunching some of their older franchises and with specific interest in F-Zero, which I believe is a racing game? Yes. Yes, it is. It had its last installment in 2004. Uh, <laughs> you know, like most people would be like, I'm going to reach out on Twitter and see what they say. This geezer, nah, four, like 5.6 million Japanese yen spent on Nintendo stock. <laughs> Oi fam, where's my older stuff? <laughs> Oi fam, I want to play F Zero on the Switch. Where is it? <laughs> so good. That, that's, I mean, like. Uh, what's there's a name in Japanese for someone who's obsessed with something. Is it otaku? I feel like it is. Yeah. I, mean, I watch plenty of like uh, Japan uh, J vloggers. Uh, describes people uh, with yes. consuming interests. Particularly it's in otaku. Oh yeah, video games. So, yeah. A a young person who is obsessed with computers or particular aspects of popular culture in to the detriment of their social skills. I don't know if this person's necessarily... I feel like this person's probably quite social considering they were very happy to get into a meeting with, like, you know, the head of a company <laughs> and ask yeah. this question. I feel like maybe not quite an otaku, but yes. They attended a, a shareholder meeting in person just to say, Oi, bruv, where am I F-Zero at? 
I'd love for it to be a Brit as well. Just like, oi, bruv! <laughs> no, I, I think... They, my, my dear, they only said Japanese-based. It didn't say they were actually Japanese. But apparently their Twitter handle is in Japanese, so... Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Apparently the they fun. sold their shares in other companies to be able to afford this. Or just <laughs> to ask a singular question. On the bright side, though, it's not the kind of thing where it's 40 grand down the drain. You can just sell your stock and get most of it back, if not all of it. Your True. capital just may make, be at risk. <laughs> just, make, just make sure you sell it before the next console, because Nintendo have a habit of making their consoles uh, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So yeah, we're so on the we're, good at the moment. We're on the good. So, so the next one's going to be Sell it before Switch. the next one. Next one's going to be the Switch with a... Um, the Switch U. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a Switch with a Wii U, like, crap gamepad. That it doesn't need because it already is the Wii U gamepad, just in a smaller, more compact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Literally. The next I... one's. The next one, the next topic, actually, speaking of things that are good, then bad. Actually, I did. Um, I watched a video recently as someone bought a bunch of Wii U's to fix, or like bought <laughs> one Wii U to fix. And it turns out that the gamepads are actually bound to the console properly. Oh, like the the they're not like bound bound, but they're region bound. Yeah. So this guy he bought a a Japan region um, Wii U to try and get it to work, and he only had America region ones, or like it was the other it was the other way around, and they got like an Australia region one or something. But they they tried so hard to get it to work, and it just wouldn't. Yeah, you have no to end up the like Wii U flopped. <laughs> You have to end up like chipping them, and or at least yeah. that's how you used to do it. But well, I mean, but, um, like even the ancient Nintendo consoles on the shelf behind me are region locks. But yeah. it was a lot easier to bypass back in the day. You yeah. just desoldered like six pins on the chip, and it's done. Yep, pretty much. But I don't want to touch them. They're my babies. <laughs> Although actually, my SNES would be the right format to mod if I wanted to play Japanese games on it. Yeah. Because the American SNES was more Famicom style. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yes. Alrighty ho, let's talk about. Let's get back onto our favourite topic of Apple. Yeah. So, the, uh, the new MacBook Pro with M2 is leaving something to be desired. I've seen quite a few negative videos about this thing. Same, to be fair. It's, uh, it's not looking good, Chief. So, according to some users, the MacBook Pro M2 is suffering with performance issues. Um, I don't know if it's entirely related to the SSD issue, but by the looks of things, this—it's kind. It feels like the M2 is more geared towards being a like a laptop processor than a proper desktop processor, where the M1 does it all. Yeah. It can just have more RAM, but otherwise seems to be slightly less good. Could be teething troubles. Who knows? But um, it has been found that the base 256 gig model of the MacBook Pro with M2 has a significantly slower SSD than previous models. And testing done in Blackmagic's speed tests... Uh, yeah. Disk speed test app has found that read speeds could be up to 50% slower with with this new configuration, with write speeds being up to 30% slower. So, I think a 50% loss in read speed is actually, like, really bad. 
Yeah, I'd especially say so. given what things like the MacBook Pro are aimed at, which is like video and photo editing. Well, just speaking from experience with the fact that you know I've got an iPad M1 and I've also got a Mac Mac Mini M1. I got an iPad M1. And how fast the storage is on these and how fast I'm moving files, how fast it loads up and all of that. I would notice, I think, if I got an M2 and I had 50% slower read, I would notice over one of these. Because in the same way that I noticed going from my desktop M.2 load speeds to this. Was it a jump or a decrease? I think it's faster. You think it's faster? It's probably it's just faster. A, it's probably just a lot closer to the actual chip. Yeah, because like even though there's not much physical distance between the top M.2 and um, the chip, you st- it still has to go through a PCI bridge chip. Yes. On there, I, Apple's like completely bypassed that. I believe Apple just has it all native to the chip, doesn't it? For the most uh, part. Yeah, there's like the actual SSD controller, which is like one of the bottlenecks, I believe, on storage. Yep is actually on package so yeah it's literally just the transfer time between the nand flash chips and the controller which is on the actual uh cpu majobra mm. I've, I've got a lot of interesting stuff to say about my experiences to be fair um uh-huh. which i'm saving for the apple uh, okay special I, be- I better start writing that let's try uh. let's say we're gonna get it out by the end of this month. Give I mean, that gives go. us 29 yeah. days, but no, less than that. More, we'll, we'll, less we'll, than that, 27 days. We'll give it a good go. We'll give it a good go. I uh, mean, this one's been, stuff to been, say. been written since, like, Christmas, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's just been sidelined by filming other episodes, uni work, work work, a load of stuff, but we'll get back on track. We'll Absolutely. we'll try and we'll we'll try and sort out a schedule for bonus content. Alrighty. Speaking of things that haven't gone very well, <laughs> another Google product has hit the graveyard. Rest in peace. We we spoke about this like a month and a half ago, didn't we? How Google kills everything and how EA kills everything. But yes, because Google Chat, which is the one we're going to be no, sorry, Google Hangouts is the one that's dying, being replaced by Google Chat. But Google Hangouts was on that list as one to be canned. Yeah, so it has now been like properly like announced that it is being because I don't think it was certain what it was being replaced with at the time. No. So it is being replaced by Google Chat, a software that seems to be exactly the same, just with a different name at the top, pr- practically speaking. I all I really like read about it was how it might impact your company, but we don't use it, so we use Discord. Which is like less professional Slack, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've never used Slack. Interesting note, Google Hangouts is not on Killed by Google yet. Is it not? No. Ah, oh, what? But yeah, Google Hangouts is going by the by November, I think. Yeah, by, by November, Google Hangouts will be gone. You won't be able to use it from Gmail, from uh, or business Gmail, from the end of this month, so July, and it will be a completely defunct product by November, completely being replaced by Google Chats. 
Actually, I'm going to just quickly have a gander at Google Chat, see if I can look at the UI. Not that I ever used Hangouts either, but... It's even got, like, basically the same logo. They've just changed it from a round box to a square box. The fuck I was going to say, oh, that might be why it's not on Killed by Google, because it's literally maybe. the same product they've just integrated into Gmail more, haven't they, basically? They've just integrated yeah. into their G Suite. Kind of. Chat. How can I start a chat? Create space. Space name. Uh, hold on. We're just doing some live testing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's send it to that one, Lamau. Create. We'll see how that goes. I've created a workspace called Burge and Tom, and I've sent it to, sent an invite to your Gmail, Burge. <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Well, at least I'm <laughs> at least I'm not recording my uh, desktop audio anymore. And not that you could, but we'll talk about that in the Apple episode. Ah, well, I can now well, because I've set it up. Not, not that you could easily. It wasn't okay. easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, All I've that not, and more to come. I've not had the email yet, but uh... oh, sad. And let's have a look at our final topic for the day. A new flavor of Raspberry Pi has been announced. Yummy. I do feel like calling it a flavour is accurate because, you know, everyone makes the Oh, I like raspberry pies. They taste quite nice joke, don't they? <laughs> yes. Everyone. And their dog makes the same joke. Also, I like how most of these mini topics have had more bullet points than the non-podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was more because yeah, we had a lot to off. say off the top of our heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the Raspberry Pi Pico was released a little over a year ago and it's getting a new friend in its lightweight category. The Raspberry Pi Pico W. All the same functionality of the Pico with wireless capability. Which follows the exact trend of the Pi Zero and the Zero W. So let's just have a quick look at the spec sheet for this, shall we? Raspberry Pi Pico. It's just a little... It only costs $6. Oh, wow. The Pico only costs 4 so... It's... um. It's using the RP2040, which is their own custom microcontroller. What was the famous Intel one? Was it the 8060? Uh, 8060. Is it that one? Uh, 8080. Yeah, uh, 8080, yes. The second generation 8-bit microprocessor. I remember learning about it in... Um, Vass's lectures. I think it was... Yeah, it was Vass. Yeah. Ah, oh, see, that's the part I enjoyed of uni. The rest of it, load of nonsense. What's the point? <laughs> very cool, though. This is very cool. See, yeah. I, like, I like it, but I'm more of a programmer than I am a hardware person. Oh, no, I'm so. a hardware person. We could pool our resources and make Between cool. us, we could do some cool stuff, I yeah, reckon. It's getting problem with doing anything in the hardware space is we both have to be in the same place and that rarely happens. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe maybe one day. maybe one day we'll be in a position to work out the same place or something. You'll have a house and I can live in a van on the drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um yeah, so it has the processor I just mentioned, it's not the eighty eighty, the uh twenty forty. Um and it's programmed using MicroPython. Which is Python, but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Baby snake. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I couldn't resist. 
Oh, you could so, also you you could also program in C. Programmable programmable in C and MicroPython. Oh yeah, there's an SDK for C and C plus plus for yep. it as well on the website. Connect to the internet with the Raspberry Pi Pico W. I feel like this is more close to an Arduino than an actual Raspberry Pi. Yeah, it's like the way more, it's shown on the page, it definitely feels that way. Much more IoT stuff than. Um, I wonder, can you actually get any? Is there any in stock anywhere? <laughs> Let's have a laugh. Oh my goodness, the Pi Pico is ready to ship right now on the Pi Hut. I bet if I look for any of the others, there's not. £3.90? Wow. Yeah, it's so cheap. I'm kind of tempted to get one to play with, to be honest. Uh, yeah, the Pi Pico W is out of stock because it's not out yet. But all the other ones are completely out of stock. You know, people are selling like the Raspberry Pi for eight gig starter kits for like two hundred pounds right now. It's scalping. It's got real bad. Liam messaged me like, "Oh, why are Raspberry Pi so expensive right now?" And then he jokingly said, "Have you got a spare one?" And I actually have somewhere, so <laughs> I might have to. Liam, how much are you willing to pay for a Raspberry Pi right now? <laughs> yeah, so an eight gig one would normally cost seventy five fifty at Pi. Yeah. To be fair, that much for a system with 8 gig of RAM. It's actually Even like a lightweight yeah. system. It's capable of 4K as well. It can put output 4K through the HDMI. It's, um, it's stupid how powerful they've managed to get it from the first generation Raspberry Pi. I mean, I've got a 3B running my network ad blocker and another one, uh, a 4 1 gig running my home assistant server I, I i've still got the uh raspberry pi zero somewhere that you got me and the raspberry pi three i think it was the yeah the raspberry pi zero was you want it in a bet yeah i think so yeah oh yeah i bought i think i did i buy you the bigger one as well yeah, you bought me the bigger Christmas one for Christmas, present. I think. Yeah, and the little yeah. one was a bet on the Yogscast Jingle Jam. That's money. right. Yeah. yeah, that was a good bet. That was fun. I that enjoyed was, that. That was good fun. That was that was the year of the big Jingle Jam as well. Or yeah. was it the year after the big Jingle Jam? No, it was the big one. The big one. Oh, that was such a good year though. Throw back. I haven't, to the I, I haven't used them in a while. I was tempted to set up my network like ad blocking, but yeah. It's all right. The problem is, like, when you search for anything on Google and you get a shopping result because it's sponsored, it automatically gets blocked if you click on it. Ah, uh, yeah. So it is slightly annoying. But it's always great hearing Katie shout that she can't access some things. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you done this? Also, Katie, this website's so slow, it's got so many ads. Well, pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? Ads <laughs> or not shopping? <laughs> They're Not both shopping. cheaper that way. They are. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, this is a this is a bit of a shorter episode today. Quick, let's pad out some time. Uh. No. <laughs> uh things and stuff. <laughs> things stuff and things. things. <laughs> um, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, anyway, that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you heard, then you can support us over on Patreon. If you want to get involved in the community, you can join our Discord or tweet at us on Twitter. We might respond, we might not, depends how we're feeling. 
The links to all these and more are available over at BurrageandTom.com. As always, I've been Tom. And I've been Burridge. We hope to have a longer script next time, because I'm not on holiday for one of the weeks that we're writing. Um, so I'll be able to actually scroll Reddit all the time and find all the news we need. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time with even more nonsense. Goodbye! Goodbye.